Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. ...with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video. We want our visitors and guests to know that we practice open communion. We invite all baptized Christians to receive the Lord's Supper with us this morning. This morning, we are asked to pray for Caitlin Oblinger. Um, she suffered a concussion during a soccer game this past Thursday, and I was told that she is back in the hospital today. So please keep Caitlin in your prayers. This week, the LCMC annual gathering will be taking place at Upper Arlington Church from this evening to Wednesday afternoon. We ask for prayers for everyone who will be attending, participating, and speaking this year. Ronnie Dale and I will be attending on behalf of our church family, and we'll provide a report on the annual gathering for all of you. Our friends at the Farmersville United Church of Christ are having their annual noodle supper this coming Saturday, October 9th, from 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. This year it will be drive-through only. All meals are $8, extra quarts of noodles are $10 apiece. There are no reservations. Everything is first come, first served until all the food is gone. Please let the UCC know if you will be coming. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Tom.
And thank you, Tom. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The scriptures tell us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray. God of love, you know our frailties and failings. Give us your grace to overcome them. Keep us from those things that harm us and guide us in the way of salvation. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. first reading today is from Numbers chapter 11, verse 24 through 29. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of the elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke with him, and he took of the Spirit that was on him and put the Spirit on 70 elders. When the Spirit rested on them, I'll get the page turned here. They prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two men, whose names are Eldad and Medad, had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad had prophesied in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. The second reading is from James chapter 4, 7 through 12. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Here ends the reading.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at the 38th verse. Teacher, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop, because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can, the, can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's gospel reading certainly is troubling. And indeed, I will let you all in on a little trade secret. For us pastors, having to preach on this particular gospel and one other one is a time of year which we tend to dread. And so I ask for your prayers um, for, for prayers from each and every one of you as I attempt to explain the words of Jesus today, along with the words of, of, our, um, of our other scripture readings, which Dawn read for us just a few moments ago. Today's gospel reading certainly does, on the surface, appear to be harsh. And indeed, it almost seems to be uncharacteristic of everything else we have heard from Jesus so far, using fairly extreme language. Indeed, also, Right on the surface, it would be easy to take what, what would almost seem to be the easiest direction and to call, and to call people or call groups out for, sin, for sinning or what we consider to be sin, to call people out from the pulpit for sinning. However, this is not only dangerous and reckless, but it is also irresponsible. For, for attempting to call people out for, um, for sinning from the pulpit, may have been something that was acceptable um, many, many ages ago, but nowadays has proven once again to be, reckless, to, to be reckless and irresponsible, as it is something that not only drives people away from the church, but it also leaves people with a bit of a sour, bitter taste about Christians and even about God. It is also a form of gossip, about which we are admonished in today's second reading from St. James, where we are explicitly warned against gossiping and slandering one another. So instead, what we can say about what, Je what Jesus tells us is that each and every one of us 
the reality is, is that each and every one of us continue to struggle because we do indeed live in a sinful and imperfect world, we do continue to struggle. We continue to struggle with temptation. We continue to struggle with, with being tempted away from living the life which God wants for us. And so what Jesus is saying is certainly not literally that we should amputate or maim ourselves in any way, but instead that we should always be mindful and careful of those things which are leading us astray and which are leading us into temptation. Indeed, in the Lord's Prayer, which we will pray in just a few moments, we ask God to not let us fall into temptation, but whenever we are tempted, to deliver us from evil and from temptation by the devil. So today, we can really say that today's scripture readings really tell us all about resisting obstacles and overcoming obstacles. Now the source of temptation is, as Martin Luther puts it, the devil, the world, and our sinful self. More often it is the third, where the devil recognizes our, the devil recognizes those things which, which, we, which we want to fall into to be tempted. And the devil takes those things which are already tempting influences upon us and, and, and tries to intensify them, ultimately leading us into temptation. It is incorrect, however, to say that the devil is the author of evil and the author of temptation. It is also incorrect to say that the devil is the author of sin, because this would make God, this would make Satan equal to God in power. And the reality is that Satan is not equal to God in power. I will say it again, the devil is by no means equal to God in power. God is more powerful than the devil. As a result, since God is more powerful than the devil, and the devil is certainly inferior in power to God, the devil is resistible. We can resist the devil. We can resist the power of Satan. We can resist temptations which the devil would try, which the devil would try to, to make us fall into. We can resist against the devil, and we can resist against any and all obstacles he may try to set up against us. But the secret is not to somehow summon up our own power and our own willpower. The secret is not to try to summon up our own strength to fight against the devil. Because if we try to do that, we ultimately will lose. Because our sinful flesh does want to fall into temptation. Therefore, we need an extra power. We need a power that is greater than the power of the devil in order to defeat the devil. And so St. James encourages us in, in, in James chapter 4, verses 7 through 8, Submit yourselves then to God. 
Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. This is the secret right here, to submit to God and humble ourselves before him. Admitting that without him, we are powerless to fight against temptation. Admitting that without his help, we are powerless to fight against the temptations of the devil. Therefore, whenever we are tempted, we are simply to drop everything and let God take charge. Whenever we are tempted, we are not to try to fight the temptation on our own, but instead, once again, as St. James encourages, come near to God and he will come near to you. Whenever we are tempted, whenever we are facing any kind of struggle, the first and only thing which we are always to do is to rely on God, ask him for help, drop everything, and let him fight on our behalf. As St. James further encourages us in verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Once again, not relying on our own powers and abilities to fight against the devil, but instead relying only on the power of God and the power of God alone. It is by submitting to God, it is by humbling ourselves before God, it is by admitting that we are powerless and we need his power to help us fight temptation that we can resist the devil. And once again, we are always to remember that the devil can be resisted. Even at the very end of time, the devil is going to lose. The devil ultimately loses every time. The devil, the devil will ultimately be conquered, and even here and now, only by the power of God can the devil be conquered. Yet even as we continue to face many struggles, and even as we continue to rely on God for help, we still realize that we cannot fight our battles alone. Not only do we need God's help, but we also continue to need encouragement from each other. For we are all going through the same struggles, we all face the same temptations every single day. We all face the same kinds of troubles. And it is at those times that not only do we need to know that we have God on our side, but we also need to know that we have each other on our side. We might even have support from places we do not even realize. We do not... We, we, we even might have support from places we may not even think of, but which, come, but which come at unexpected times. Jesus encourages us to, to consider in Mark 9, verse, verse 40, that anyone who is not against us is for us. Anyone who is not against us is for us. This might include members of our family, members of our church family, members of our community, other Christians, 
perhaps even people who are not Christians. I myself have received much encouragement, especially at, at, at really tough and challenging times. I myself have received much encouragement and much uplifting from people who are, from people who are not Christians. And yet I truly believe that God can send and God can empower anybody he wants, be they Christians or not Christians, to encourage us and lift us up during challenging and troubling times. Once again, whoever is not against us is for us, and we ought to be willing to accept help from anybody who offers it to us. Accepting help is a sign of love and concern. Offering help is a sign of love and concern. It is the same kind of love and concern which God showed us when he sent his son to die on the cross and to rise again to help us, to, to show us that he is always with us, to help us in power, and by having his son die and rise again, showing us that nothing can defeat us, not death, not sin, not the devil. For death could not hold Jesus down. Satan could not conquer Jesus. And, and, if, and, if, death, and if death and Satan could not conquer Jesus, they cannot conquer us either. Therefore, whatever encouragement we are offered, whatever encouragement we are offered in times of trouble and temptation is encouragement that comes to us from God. And once again, it might come from the most unexpected sources. Certainly, Moses and the people of Israel found this out in today's first reading from Numbers, where the Holy Spirit the same Holy Spirit, by the way, which would, which would almost 4,000 years later descend on the disciples at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit descended on Eldad and Medad, who were, not in, who, who, were, who were not in the presence of God, but nevertheless still received the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Some people thought this was not fair, but Moses pointed out in Numbers 11.29, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Brothers and sisters, all of us have received this same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit which rested and gave power to Eldad and Medad, the same Holy Spirit which rested on Jesus at his baptism and empowered him the same Holy Spirit which came to us in our baptism and gives us power, the same Holy Spirit which came on the disciples at Pentecost, this same Holy Spirit, as he did Eldad and Medad, gives us the power to prophesy. And what is prophesying? Prophesying is simply speaking on God's behalf. Prophesying is speaking words which come from God himself. And what better time is there for us to prophesy to each other than during times of trial, temptation, and any kind of trouble? What better time is there for us to prophesy by doing as God did for his people through the prophets 
and encouraging each other. Encouraging each other to rely on God's power to resist the devil. Encouraging each other to rely on God's power to resist temptation. And most of all, letting each other know that we are always there to support. We are always there to encourage. We are always there to love, no matter what happens. In fact, this is what Jesus means when he says in Mark 9, verse 50, Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. The Holy Spirit wants us, God wants us, to have peace and unity with each other so that we can encourage each other at all times and especially in times of trouble. Now I pointed out earlier that trying to call people out from sin, for sinning from the pulpit leaves a bad and bitter taste. And again, I, I myself can say this from experience. Frequently leaves people with a bad and bitter taste for God and for Christians. But putting salt on food generally makes it more palatable. Easier to taste, easier to swallow, easier to digest. Some of you who have eaten with me know that I like to put quite a bit of salt on food occasionally. Just for that reason, it makes it easier to swallow and to digest. It makes it easier to accept. So when Jesus urges us to have salt in ourselves and be at peace with each other, he is encouraging us, always at all times, and especially as we, as we struggle and as we open ourselves up to each other with our struggles, to show kindness, compassion, and sympathy. And indeed, to everyone who is struggling in any way, to anyone who is facing any kind of trouble, we are not to show judgment, but instead to show kindness, compassion, and sympathy, to encourage, to uplift, rather than once again to judge, to encourage and uplift, and in doing so, make God more palatable and make our Christian witness more palatable. So let us continue, as we encourage each other, let us continue to be encouraged by God, to resist the devil, to submit ourselves to God and humble ourselves before him. And let us continue to have salt in ourselves, be at peace with each other, and encourage each other. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, give us contentment in the daily bread and so graciously bring down upon us. Lord, in your mercy, cause your Holy Spirit to rest upon us that we may live out your good news of your love for all people in our homes, in our communities, in our schools, and in our daily lives. Lord, in your mercy. Upholding all those in authority so we may live peaceably lives in community with each other. Lord, in your mercy. Save and raise up those who are suffering or sick, especially all those who are known to us and to our church family. We especially pray for healing for all of those who are currently suffering from coronavirus and those who have been exposed in the recent days. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort all those who mourn the loss of a family member or loved one with the promise of resurrection made possibly by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Let us pray. Merciful Father, Lift up your hearts. Amen. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is the Lord's table, to which he invites all who believe and are baptized, to come and feast on his body and blood. As the deacon directs you forward, please feel free to form a single file line down the, down the center aisle, keeping a safe distance from the person in front of you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, for all is ready.
Please stand. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. bless you and keep you. <clears throat> the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
proceeded until dismissed. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.